And when you as the leasing agent help fill those people's American dreams by helping them open their own business with their families, you will be at every wedding, communion, bar mitzvah, you're part of the family. I went, done, I want that. And that's how I started in retail leasing. Hey, I'm Mike Conway with Retail Intel. I'm lucky enough to be at the Nexus Conference at the beautiful Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida. Thanks to ICSC for hosting such a great event. I highly encourage anyone out there listening to sign up for Nexus next year. Today I'm visiting with Beth Azor. Beth is a true success story in the world of retail real estate and one of the best motivators I know. She started on the residential side, but when she learned about the commercial side, she discovered her passion and quickly rose to the top. She became the first female president of South Florida real estate company Terra Nova in 1997. Today, she owns multiple properties through Azor Advisory Services and has a passion for training sales pros throughout our industry. So happy to be here today with Beth. Thank you, Michael. I, uh, I love retail. Been doing it almost 32 years. Thank you for inviting me. Well, let's just jump right in then. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. My parents were in residential real estate and I used to say to them, I don't know how you do this. I would never want to do this. So left school. Uh, my goal was to run the Olympics one day. I loved planning special events and loved logistics. And I got a job with uh, the American Heart Association in Miami, and I ran special events for them. But I started making a whopping 11 grand, which for you're much younger than me, so that would be like 30 today. So I couldn't live on that and live the lifestyle that I wanted to live. So I did. So hold on, is this after college? This is. After college. Okay. And so, well, you got to give a place. Uh, Florida big, State. Yeah, I mean, Florida State. Yeah. Samus, so are you from South Florida? I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Didn't know that. All right. So, yeah, when my parents moved us down to Florida when I was in high school, freshman in high school. And that's how I got to Florida State. Left Florida State, came to Miami, followed a boy who became my husband and got the job at the heart but couldn't make enough money not for profit, even though I loved my job. So I did real estate on the weekends. And I, I was a hostess and I sat model homes in residential development, but it had supplemented what I wanted to do. After two years of working for the Heart Association, I got my salary increased from 11 to 28,000, significant, but I was still working seven days a week. And this wonderful woman, my executive director came to me and she said, Beth, we love you but I only make 30 and I'm the executive director. Your ambition exceeds us. So why don't you go do this real estate thing full time and just don't, you know, donate your time and volunteer for us. So that's what I did. I started working in residential. I sat in a trailer at a development. And so I went from working seven days a week to sitting in a trailer, reading people magazines. And Mike, you know me, that didn't last for too that long. That's not you. Yeah, that's not me. That's not you. I went to the developer and I said, we need to do a marketing plan. We need to go out and bring people in. And he said, no, 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 we're building luxury homes. People will come to us. You just sit there and read magazines until someone walks in the door. And I just was miserably depressed until this wonderful woman one Mother's Day weekend was helping us out as the admin. And she said, you need to get into commercial leasing. And I said, oh, gross. Isn't that selling land? That's even more boring than this. And she said, no, 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 no. There's this thing called leasing. People build shopping centers now. So this was in 1986. People build shopping centers. And leasing agents fill the shopping centers with bagel restaurants and dry cleaners and 
little boutiques. And when you, you as the leasing agent help fill those people's American dreams by helping them open their own business with their families, you will be Pulling at every at the wedding, communion, <laughs> bar mitzvah, you're part of the family. I went, done. I want that. And that's how I started in retail leasing. Very good. 32 years ago. Wow, 32 years ago. Okay, so tell me how you got to, to be the president of Terra Nova. So started, they had a training program, the only group in South Florida that had a training program. So I started there, took a pay cut, but I just felt it in every bone of my being when I joined the firm that this is where I needed to be. I went and got a job at Macy's nights and weekends. Again, two jobs to supplement the income because I went from making... I think at the time I was doing the real estate job, I was probably in the mid thirties, went to Terra Nova making 18,000. Couldn't work real estate because I could only hang my license with one place. So worked at Macy's nights and weekends and I killed it. I worked probably 12, 14 hour days. I was there on Saturdays. I started with a group of four people. I got my first listing in 45 days out of the training program, which was an office building. And then the savings and loan crisis happened and we got a bunch of retail shopping centers, but they were far from our corporate headquarters. They were about an hour away and my boss could not find anyone up in that market to lease the properties. So I said, I'll do it. Just pay me mileage. And that was my first shopping center ever. I overnight had 15 shopping centers I was leasing. And I said one day, I don't like leasing all of these C and D class shopping centers, but those were the ones we were getting that were being foreclosed on. And he, I said, I want Publix anchored shopping centers. And he goes, well, go get them. I go, well, how would I do that? And, and he told me how to do it. And in the next year, I probably got six more listings for the company, which then got me so how did you promoted. Do how did you, I mean, you so he said, which I did, he said, go drive around and see what properties aren't leased that should be leased and see which properties are in decline physically, and then see who's leasing it. And if it's a competitor of ours leasing it, we'll find out who owns it and we'll go pitch the account. If it's an owner slash leasing agent manager, we'll talk to them about maybe outsourcing it. And that's how we did it. And being able to go get that new business, I got promoted very quickly because being able to get new business for a company is between that and leasing space and increasing value, that's the number one game. Right. So how long were you with Terranova? 18 and, years. And how long were you president? Six, the last six years last I was six there. six years, okay. So what was your favorite part about being president or, or Terranova in general? I joined the company, we had 11 people. When I left, we had 150. But my love to this day is I love training. I love teaching, I love coaching. So. I always at Terra Nova and then even today would have young kids out of college come and I would teach them and train them to be leasing agents. And, you know, when I left Terra Nova, it became the side gig because <laughs> people started calling me, asking me to come do it for them. Would you say that's your true passion? Uh, it's my passion. I so love teaching. Coaching, teaching, I training. I love helping. Absolutely. I like holding people accountable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, a great segue. So you transitioned then into your side business, which is Azor Advisory Services today, based in South Florida. South Florida. 
Okay, so we can talk about that. But in addition to that, so was your goal when you left Terra Nova to buy properties on your own or just jump right into training people? No, I had no idea I would be do doing training. When I left Terra Nova, I had been working 80 hours a week and I had a four-year-old son and I was a single mom. So my goal was to go be the room mom and be the t-ball coach. That was my goal. And I did want to buy properties on my own account because at Terra Nova, we were the largest third-party fee provider for life insurance companies and pension funds, and we had made a lot of money for all those widows and children, and I wanted to make money for my own children, my future. So my goal was to buy one new property every two years. So I've been gone 14 years, and I own five shopping centers and an office building, So, and I've given back a couple deals during the recession. So I'm right there on my goal. But uh, the training thing, I never thought, you know, a lot of people called me when I left Terra Nova, come help us build, you know, our business, come help us grow our property management division. And I didn't want to do any of that. I, I just wanted to go buy, buy my own deals and run my own deals. And the first call I got was Ramco Gershenson out of Detroit. And they said, hey, we just hired four kids out of University of Michigan. We want you to come to Detroit and train them. And I said, oh, Detroit in January doesn't sound very good. I said, but... You have properties in Boca, bring them down here and I'll do a week training program with them and I'll canvas for your properties here in South Florida. And Ram Kogerson loved it and they spread the word and now I help sometimes Phillips Edison. It's, Absolutely. It's, I love it and I, I, I love working with the rookies. I have gone in and you know had veterans sitting in the room. I remember I had a big, big company and the, the head of the company hired me to come in and teach or give my workshop and the I would say the average agent in the room they were all men there were 35 men the average experience was about 20 years as I'm walking in the room the VP turns to me and goes I don't really think my guys are going to get anything out of this and I'm like oh thank you so much good way and, to start the day right thank you and I walk in and there are all these guys arms are folded and they're just looking at me and I said look no problem at 10 30 we're going to take a west restroom break if you guys don't want to be here, go back to your desks, no harm, no foul. And for the next 90 minutes, these guys wrote more notes and had more questions and stayed the whole day. And I was very happy because I thought, okay, because the, the rookies, Mike, they come to me hungry. They want the information. The vets are like, what is she going to teach me? And I like, that's a challenge for me that I like overcoming. Well, if it, just a testament to your energy and your coaching abilities and your training for the last, what, six, seven years, Phillips Edison has used Beth. We've made it our training. <laughs> so you are our training for the leasing agents. As soon as they sign up that first year, we ship them off to you in South Florida. And you know many of our agents, and I know a lot of the other companies that you've worked with have found success. So just absolutely appreciate and admire you for what you do. Obviously, it's your passion and, and your energy is infectious. So uh, you've I done love such it. a Thank great job. Thank you so job. much. And you know, and I've, had, I've been blessed, uh, you know, bringing it back around to Florida State. Three of the last five summers, I've had my family and I have been blessed to teach in Spain for Florida State. I get to teach intro to real estate and professional selling in Valencia for five weeks. So it just the teaching part of it. And I love teaching those kids, too. I've actually turned a few into one guy was going to be a physical therapist. And now he's a commercial leasing agent in New York. Wow. 
So if there's a lesson there with what you've done with your career and, and kind of what you spread to the people that you train is do what you love. So you've obviously carved a great niche out for yourself, first through real estate and then owning your own properties and then training and coaching. And now you even get to go teach in Spain. So that's very cool. Very cool. Um, I would love to hear just a couple great examples some of your favorite real estate deals that you've put together if you could share i'm working on one now that if i can pull this off mike i'm going to be i i have tears thinking about it it's kind of crazy i bought an office building uh two stories in south florida on a hard main and main corner and i think we're about to convince the municipality to allow me to build a six thousand square foot retail building in the parking lot <laughs> of the office building. And my land use council didn't think we could pull it off. I raised money with family and friends. All were very patient money. Everyone agreed, great corner. And if we don't pull it off, we can wait till 2024 where the majority of the leases that are remaining will, will then expire with all of their options. Everyone agreed that if we don't pull off this miracle, we can wait because it's a phenomenal corner. And once my sign went up, I got started to get calls. Not a lot of calls. I think people think I'm going in the office building business now, but some of the astute retail tenant reps have called going, what are you going to do with this site? So it's a great site. And we just had planning and zoning last two weeks ago, and we won seven to nothing that they agreed that we could take away 60 parking spaces to build this building. So I have city commission... That's on exciting. Valentine's Day. So I hope there's love in the air because... So that's it, make or break that on yeah, Valentine's Day? Yeah, that's it. When we went to the, the staff, they said, we hate this building. We want you to knock this building down. And I said, I do too, but I need income because I'm going to have to buy out the tenant's leases. And they were like looking at me very confused. And I said, but I have an idea for that. Let me build a building in the parking lot. I can get income and then I can go buy out the remaining tenants. And I'm telling you, and this is the testament to don't ever let people say no. If I would have listened to all of the people that were way bigger developers, you know, I've only ever developed one property in my life and it was only 11,000 square feet and it was a strip club. I bought a strip club and we, we knocked it down and we built a strip center and that worked out really well too. But so many people said, that's never going to happen. You're never, that's, you you're pretty get rid of that you're strip club. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so funny when I tell people, they go, where did you build that building? I go, you know where Eden's Men's Club was? And all the guys know where it is and the girls look at me, <laughs> oh, yeah, where yeah. is Oh, that? wait, no, I don't. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so that's currently, I, I would say those two, the Strip Club Strip Center property, that was famous because we bought it. I was in a commission meeting for a charity that I run and they announced that they were going to outlaw strip clubs in town. So I'm in there. I'm a real estate person, but I'm in there representing my charity because we get money for the budget from the city. And they announced they're going to outlaw strip clubs in two years. And I immediately know that there's a strip club in a main and main location. I look up on the tax rolls. I find the owner. I call the guy. He's like, they're not outlawing strip. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to send you the minutes to the meeting. They're outlawing strip clubs. So in two years, you're not going to have any income. I want to buy your property. It took me about two years to convince the guy to sell to me. So we were able to convince them to sell to us. And the minute I closed, 
someone, a, a competitor who wanted to buy it, walked up to me at an ICSE and said, you paid 300 grand too much for that property. And my, my heart fell to my stomach. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they're bigger and smarter than me. I hope I didn't do that. But what was very important was I knew because of my relationships in the market, what they were really paying in rent. And I had heard about a renewal of an AT&T store across the street behind an out parcel at a whopping rent for 5,000 square feet. So I knew things that my competitors didn't know because my ear was to the ground in the market. And that allowed us to pay what my competitors thought was too much, which in end was not too much at all. And what year was that? That was in 2012. So, so market rents in 2012 versus market rents today on that location. So I'm still the highest in the market. I was the highest in the market then, and I'm, in the high, I'm still the highest in the market now. That's some good leasing right there. But it, yeah, it did help that Whole Foods moved in next to us. Of course, people think I knew about that. I was going to say, you didn't know. I had no you? idea. Wow. But, you know, good, good real estate's good real estate, right? Right, right. Look, it's, it all goes back to the fundamentals of location, location, location. Right. Quickly tell me about the, your, your story on La Spada and the significance of that. So La Spada's, I bought a shopping center and I was doing my interviews and the, the landlord didn't collect sales. And in my tenant interviews, I'm, I call up the guy and I say, you know, Mr. Laspada, which is a hoagie place, 700 it's a s- small sub yeah, shop, 700 right? square foot sub shop. And I said, so, you know, sir, the average subway does about 400,000 in sales. Do you do about that? And he says, oh, no, ma'am, I do triple that. And I went, excuse me? He goes, I do triple that. I said, you do $1.2 million in 700 square feet? He goes, yes, about that. And I absolutely did not believe him until I bought the shopping center and I was there every day and saw 47 people in line. And the importance of that was at the time, they were the only restaurant in the shopping center. And I parlayed that knowledge of that to bring in Panera. And now we have about $8 million of sales in the shopping center. It's a little strip. It's 42,000 square feet. But I added restaurants. So no exclusive or restriction no. and no issues with La Spada? No, he didn't okay. have an exclusive. And when I, when I closed on the deal and I went and met with him and I realized how well he did, I said, I am going to bring in a corner bakery or a Panera or a Jason's Deli. And he wasn't happy about it, but his sales went up when Panera opened. Interesting. Very cool. I love that story. Oh, and, and the more of the story there is a 700 square foot tenant can become your anchor. Absolutely. I would call, I'd call the roofer and I'd go, can you come? I need a, you know, I need you to come look at my property. And he goes, where are you? I go, oh, you know, the Party City Shopping Center? No. Sunny's Barbecue? No. Well, do you happen to know this sub shop called La Spada? Oh, I know La Spada. <laughs> love that. Destination. Love that. Find the destination in your market and get them in your shopping center. So you do so much for young people, which again, I admire you for, and as far as the training and um, help through Florida State, what type of advice would you give someone new in the industry these days that wants, wants to get into the to retail leasing or just the industry in general? So my biggest uh, advice that I give to students are shadow, 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 shadow. Every spring break, every Christmas break, I had eight kids shadow me over the recent holiday break. Come for two or three hours and see what I do. And then go see, you know, a capital markets guy and go to go with a property manager and get try to get a retailer. Because these kids, they don't know. They don't. And I also believe that they should all take a survey to tell us and them, are they salespeople or are they analytical sort? Because if you're analytical, you're not going to be great in leasing, right? And there's 
a ton of tests that can tell you that. So I believe that if you've shadowed someone or you've shadowed at a company, you can get an internship and usually internships leads to jobs. I know Phillips Edison has a phenomenal internship program and a lot of times those guys get jobs. Absolutely, at any given time, we're hosting 20 to 30 different interns in our company. So I find that sometimes, you know, kids, you know, it's June, they just graduated, they start making the calls and they call me and I go, where, you know, where have you been for three years? You know, you've, you knew you wanted to do this two years ago, but you didn't want to put in the time during spring break or holiday or summers to, you know, well, what'd you do last summer? Well, like I traveled, you know, I'm not going to hire those guys because I don't think that they've got the focus or the work ethic. So my biggest recommendation is get into the companies. Love that. Okay. Good deal. So, so moving along here, that's a good segue. So what motivates you? What does success look like to you? Happiness, contentment. Um, I love getting deals done. I love when people say no, that I prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm competitive. I like serving, you know, people. I like helping people. I like when someone comes up to me. I, you know, I was in Vegas at the ICSE a couple years ago, and I was sitting in a meeting, and I heard someone behind me go, is that Beth Azor? And I turned around and it was one of the original kids from Ramco Gershenson, that original four. He picked me up and swung me around and he whispered in my ear, I just hit my $100,000 year. And that's what motivates me. That's great. That's great. You know, and he was like 27. That's what motivates me. So it's me. legacy for you. Legacy. Le yeah. Our dear friend, Gary that's Vaynerchuk. Right. That's right. Legacy is everything. I love it. Anyway, all right, Beth. Well, thank you very much for joining Retail Intel. And this is a lot of great information and great insight. And as always, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. And I'm so glad you guys are doing this. I, I am a avid podcast listener and I want you to do more and more and more and more because I love it. And I think this is the way of our future of our industry to continue to educate and learn from each other. So Good thank stuff. you guys for putting in the time and the investment in doing this. Absolutely. What a great time with Beth here in West Palm Beach. If you'd like to get in touch with Beth, check out her website at azoradvisoryservices.com and check back soon for new episodes of Retail Intel. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes and special thanks to our producer, Doug Baker. If you'd like to join us on any future episode, please email me directly at mconway at phillipsedison.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. One last thing in close here. Let's have a little bit of fun. Okay. Let's, let's play a little game called Two Truths and a Lie. Okay, here are mine. I tried out for The Amazing Race. I tried out for The Apprentice. And I tried out for The Survivor. <laughs> so, so, two, so two of those are true? Yes. Oh <laughs> Amazing Race, Apprentice, and Survivor. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, I, I know, it's, I, I'm gonna guess first. I'm gonna say Survivor is your lie. Yes. Yes, that's yes. awesome though. Oh yeah. Amazing awesome. Race and The Apprentice. And The Apprentice was in the first, after the first season, but before they got into Celebrity Apprentice. They had the second season and I stayed out all did night. Did you meet the Donald? I did not meet the, I never went far in any of the, the, the tryouts, but I, thought it was how much fun it was after I left Terranova and I liked the shows and I would have loved to travel around the year or compete for the Donald. That is great. That is great.